0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fenway Focus Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Orlick, and today we're kind of just going to come jump right into things. Uh, last we spoke was uh, right after the Yankees series. Uh, we've had a lot of up and you know down games and series, uh, but I really want to just jump right into it and uh, start by going through the different games we played right after that Yankees series. Uh, we started out with that three-game series with Houston. Uh, We lost the first two, won the third. Then we took on Toronto. Uh, We took two from Toronto. They took two. We split it. Uh, We won the series. It was a two-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Then we played Kansas City. Uh, We lost two against Kansas City and took the one win. Then we played Tampa. And we lost two to Tampa, won one against Tampa. And then, of course, our latest and greatest series was against the Yankees. I think, to start, I'd just like to say most of the emphasis, honestly, this month uh, has really been against the pitching. Uh, You know, the pitching has really been subpar at times. Uh, We've seen a lot of leads given up by the starters. The bullpen's been immaculate. Uh, It's probably ranked as one of the best statistically good uh, bullpens in the league, I believe. Uh, As of late in our last six games, the ERA combined is about... 0.46 you know obviously ERA doesn't mean much but the bullpen has kind of really stepped into themselves to try and get us a lot of the wins that we have gotten this month because the starters really haven't given us the games that we really needed um we could look previously uh when Garrett Richards has gone up twice Uh, we lost the lead a couple times he really hasn't been the pitcher we had hoped uh Some signs may point that he was using the sticky stuff just like Garrett Cole. But, you know, we don't want to be one to judge right away. Uh, But even Nick Pavetta uh, last night against the Royals really uh, lost us the lead about four times in that game. So I think that starting pitching really has had the emphasis that if the starting pitching doesn't pick itself up, we're really going to be in a pickle. Uh, If you look at Martin Perez, another guy, still same thing, uh, that really wasn't able to give us what we needed out of a starting pitcher. I mean, we have really taken some starts out of pitchers and done with it what we could. You know, obviously we took the win against uh, Kansas City last night, trying to keep up with the fact that we've lost the lead four times. The offense really stepped up. You know, Hunter Renfro has been lights out in his last six games. But speaking of those last six games, I think the Best thing to come out of the month of June is the fact that in the month of June, we have swept the Yankees twice. The only news that's going to be spreading is that the Red Sox have had the Yankees number this season. Um, It would be one thing to just say, you know, it was a close series. The scores would say otherwise, you know, they were, they did look a lot closer. But uh, as the series progressed, really, we kind of took what they, you know, Gave us and ran with it. Uh, you know, you kind of you want to kind of feel bad, obviously, as I, we talked about previously. You kind of want to feel bad because they really do look horrible. But at the same time, who doesn't want to sweep the Yankees twice? Uh, we're just going to go through the box score of the first game really fast. Uh, we won 5-3. Uh, the Yankees scored three in the top of the second after we had scored three in the bottom of the first. So that was a 3-3 game. We then took the lead back in the bottom of the third. And then we added on to it in the bottom of the 8th to win 5-3. So it really looked like a game that we could have lost, you know, tying the game early, right after we scored 3, we let up 3, which is back to my point about, you know, um, that the starting pitching really wasn't able to do what it needed to do. Um, So even though the runs weren't earned, for Martin Perez, the three runs were on him. You know, he only pitched three three innings. Uh, three and two-thirds, even, we'll give him. <laughs> but, you know, it's not what you want to see out of a starter. Even though he really wasn't supposed to be that great coming into this season, it's still, you know, you want a little bit better out of him. Um, But, you know, the offense stepped into their own. Garrett Whitlock got the win in that game as, you know, they scored the run as he was in the third inning. He got that final out in the third inning. And then, you know, you see... Actually, sorry, I apologize. Sawamura got the final out in the third inning as he came in after Sawamura. But, you know, you kind of want to look at it as if you start out the season not thinking you're going to compete very much. Um, You don't think you're going to do much outside of even league play sorry, uh, yeah, lead play, so, you kinda are excited to see a double sweep of the Yankees, you know, uh, it's been a very long time since we've even swept them once, uh, now, you know, they haven't beaten us once, and I believe it's been about 280 days since they have beaten us, going back to, uh, last season, so it was pretty, uh, it was a pretty solid, uh, outing for us, um, a win's a win, obviously to start off. Uh, you know, even though we did have a error from Xander in that game, so that's not really something you want to say. Um, but you know, you took the win against Herman. Uh, you know, he's been up and down as of late, but a win is a win. And then the bullpen obviously stepped into themselves, kept themselves in the game. Uh, Sourmore went the one and a third. Uh, Whitlock went two. Ottavino got the hold. And then Barnes got his save, 16th on the season. And then we'll switch on over to the next game that we had against the Yankees, which we, of course, won as we swept them twice in the season. I keep reiterating it, but, you know, it's exciting for us all to see us sweep the Yankees not once but twice and to do it in great fashion, as I'll get to a little bit later once we get to the third game of this series. Um, we did take that second game, not as nice fashion, obviously. You know, we still had a very close game. We still let up three runs. Um, but that again comes down to mostly to that starting pitching. and that's really not what you want to see out of your starters is that lack of it. Oh, sorry, rather, we let up two runs in the second game. three was in the first game. But if we look at the box score of 4-2, we went up early. We had two in the second, one in the third, then in the seventh we got another one, and then obviously just some garbage time runs for the Yankees in the eighth and the ninth. Which still, it's not something that you want to see, obviously, um, to let up two garbage time runs. Um, And in that game we had another you know, pretty pretty good outing from avoldi He went seven and two-thirds. He did have the year run, obviously, which was a home run, which we've seen from him a lot lately. Oddly enough, uh, he's been letting up the home run ball. Um, but then we had Ottavino who came in, and he had to take over for Sourmore, who walked three straight batters. So it really could have been a lot worse in that game. But Avaldi uh, really did have a a day against his former team with six strikeouts and only allowing seven hits. But, uh, you know, it was a it was a pretty good outing from a starting pitcher. You still, you know, you don't want to let up those runs, um, especially uh, late in a game. In a game that, you know, we only had four runs. You know, I say that and it sounds um, a lot... It sounds like greedy, but, you know, you don't want to be up by four and then you know, let up two, and then you're in a game where they can easily uh, score and win, Uh, even if they tie the game. You still, you don't want to see that that late in the game. You don't want to give up a game that uh, early. Um, You know, they were both, obviously, they were good wins because we went up early. We really held our own throughout the entire game. You know, nobody was expecting us to sweep them twice, especially since the Yankees really have, I hate to say it, have owned us for a very long time, Uh, you know. We obviously have more uh, rings within the last decade, but, you know, that only does so much for you. You know, you want to beat them during the regular season, you you know, you want to prove that you can compete, you know, you want to prove that you're able to take on your biggest rival and show them that in the modern era, they're really not as good as, you know, they used to be against us, Uh, especially since this was at home. Who wants to be swept at home? Um, you know, so I'm glad we didn't get swept at home. I'm glad that you know, even if even if we lost the series, I'm kind of just glad that we didn't lose the series to the Yankees at home. Uh, so we swept them at home and we swept them away. So you know, that's beautiful, beautiful s- uh, season to have. Even if you know we don't make the playoffs, it's nice to say, uh, hey, guess what? We swept the Yankees twice. So even if we don't make the playoffs or we don't make it deep in the playoffs, neither are they. So it doesn't really matter that much, does it? Um, but obviously then comes the absolute best game of the series and a game that I myself had quite a bit of fun watching. And, uh, you know, we didn't think the sweep was going to come because Garrett Cole on the mound, you know, even, even you want to talk about sticky stuff, you don't, you know, you don't think that Garrett Cole is going to be anybody else but himself, you know, but he, he proved that he didn't, play like himself much at all in that game Uh, we won 9-2 we put up four in the bottom of the first inning then we put up two in the bottom of the third Yankees came back to score two in the top of the sixth we added another run in the bottom of the seventh and another two in the bottom of the eighth so a 9-2 win gotta love it you know uh, it's a beautiful 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 win for the Red Sox we had a, a, a pretty decent outing from Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, he's 6-4 and four in the season now. He went six innings. He let up two earned runs, but he did have eight strikeouts, and he let up one home run. But it wasn't uh, exactly a horrible game. Um, you know, he did what he had to do. He let up the earned runs late in the game. We were up by that point uh, more than enough. You know, I don't want to say that, obviously, because anything can happen, but, you know, we're up 6 nothing. You know, at that point letting up the two runs in the sixth inning really uh, didn't do as much as uh, you would have thought. But obviously, I want to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of this game. Obviously, we won the other games, but this game itself was absolutely beautiful. You know, this, this itself, it showed the top-tier level of play that this offense can have if we just have enough starting pitching to make it to the bullpen. First pitch of the game, Kiki Hernandez, home run to left field. Right off the bat. You know, he was cold for a very, very long time, but you know, it was beautiful to see. First pitch swing, gone. Later on in the inning, Rafi Devers, fly ball to right center, three run bomb. We're up 4 0. Beautiful. Just what you want to see. Just what you want to do to Garrett Cole. Shake him up. Whether or not you want to talk about sticky stuff, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, you're still up. You've got four runs in the first inning. First inning, very first inning. You went, you went out there and you know you pitched a shutout inning, and now we're up four nothing. Later on in the third, five ball center field. J.D. Martinez solo shot five nothing. That was dead center. That J.D. Martinez solo shot just beautiful. The fact that. The offense was kicking it up on high gear. Uh, then Vasquez, uh, sack fly. Xander scores, 6 nothing. Then, you know, obviously was the, the Aaron Judge home run, two-run shot in the top of the sixth, which, you know, we can't take away Aaron Judge. You know, he's healthy so far this year. Um, I, I don't want to take it away from him. You know, he's a uh, Yankee, but at the same time, the guy's playing at an all-star level. He is the best player on the uh, Yankees by far. I mean, obviously DJ, but you know, DJ had quite a few uh, little rough errors lately. Uh, you know, you can't exo- exactly always blame him, but Aaron Judge by far is their best offensive player, who ironically they decided to sit today, but that's their own problem. Then in the bottom of the seventh, Rafi comes up again with a line drive to uh, left field, and Xander scores yet again. Then Vasquez, bottom of the eighth, homeward. Then Kike again, double. Marwin scores. Nine-two. So that's just a little box score summary of the uh, Yankees series. Obviously, you know, we could go in a little more in depth into the other games. Uh, I'll go into the some of the scoring plays from the other games, but I really just kind of wanted to get into that game most because, I mean, honestly, that game was just it, it was just a joy to watch. There's nothing better than absolutely rocking your biggest opponent's ace especially since you know he even without you know whatever he's got going on it's still beautiful to see you know us get that big big win um but we'll we'll talk about the uh scoring plays from the first game uh, sack fly from Kike um then we had uh Bobby Dalback he also had a sack fly. Those were both in the bottom of the second. That was what got us at 2 uh, nothing lead. Then Renfro singled. Uh, and then we had a Xander score on that one. Xander, another sack fly. Then obviously the DJ solo shot and the DJ um, line drive that brought in a run. So DJ really was the Yankees offense in that game. But just a little bit. I mean, it's not as exactly as flashy. But Renfro really has, uh, it doesn't, you can't, Put into perspective the level of, uh, not even firepower that he brings to the team because he had a two home run game. But it, that's there's more to it. Like the, just the prowess that this man shows uh, on the defensive end. It's just it's amazing to see for a guy that you bring in uh, practically for free. You know, obviously you don't want to say for free because free would be what we got out of Vino for. But you know. You, A guy that went under the radar that you weren't expecting uh, that to be like that. You weren't expecting him to have the level of offensive firepower as he did. Uh, Now we'll go back into the scoring plays of the first game. Um, And it was, you know, obviously we're going to see Renfro's name yet again. The bottom of the first, we had Xander Double two runners scored that brought us up to nothing then Renfro doubled brought in another run that was our three nothing then obviously we had Clint Frazier walk on a bases loaded situation which brought in one run and then DJ brought in two runs with a single so you know that's it wasn't what we wanted to see you know obviously we probably could have gotten out of there unscathed but you know what happens Uh, you know they came back and they scored you know Renfro sack fly JD scores on that one and then uh, and then the third and then Vasquez singled and brought Renfro home in the bottom of the eighth so you know you see Renfro a lot on these scoring plays which is just it's amazing because it it's I can't even describe how a guy that we brought in as somebody that wasn't going to play every day is now playing almost every day and has an impact almost every day um you know, you see your big-time outfielders all the time, and obviously he's not exactly your regular run-of-the-mill, you know, outfielder, but we brought him in, and he's fully stepped into, like, everything that you could ever expect from a right fielder. his His defensive plays sometimes just surprise me, like, The the man makes plays that, you know, we used to see Mookie Betts make in 2018, and he's much older than Mookie. So, you know, it's great to see a guy like that that we bring in, and, you know, he's really stepped into his own, and he's really making a big name for himself right now, which is great. Um, Now, I think I'm just going to get into just the two games against the Royals. Uh, They're not pretty, obviously, but uh, I just wanted to point out the one game where really Hunter Renfro was the man that brought us into that game, you know. Uh, we went down three nothing in the top of the first, brought back one on a Kike Homer. Um, then we let up another two and then Bobby Dalbeck. He Homered. You know, that brought us to five two but then Renfro hit a two run shot. New ball game. Absolutely new ball game. Then Chavis singles, boom, five five, tied up then Renfro, homers bottom of the 6th inning got us that win. So I just wanted to bring that, you know, that game into it because Homered twice in the game and he really powered us through that. So I more of wanted to talk about that game because it proves that the offense has the firepower. It proves that the offense can do whatever they need to to win a game. It's just truly down to them getting hot, staying hot, and then on top of that, the other issue obviously being the fact that the starting pitching can't be letting up six, seven runs a game. Um, you're going to have hiccups from, obviously, your bullpen at times, which it they're human, even the offense. They're not going to be perfect every day. You know, even with the starters, they're not always going to be perfect, but the last thing you need is starters consistently going out there and really not starting much. You know, when you have a starter going, you know, three innings, it's not exactly, uh, you know, beautiful. Um, it's not what you want to see at all. You you really more want to see them go five. Five innings is fine. If you go five innings, you let up two runs. That's doable for the offense. But if you go three innings, let up six, it's a little... uh little questionable at best. Um, I'm just going to kind of get into a little bit of our uh, stats for a minute when it comes to pitching, just because I think that um, over the last month, it is just a little bit little bit of a talking point um, to talk about one big man himself, Matt Andrees. Uh Obviously, his ERA stands out at 675. What makes it worse is the fact that that's his ERA and he's only pitched 9 innings as a reliever. Uh, he let up 12 hits, 7 runs, all 7 were earned, 3 of them being home runs, um, and 12 strikeouts, which obviously that doesn't really mean much at that point. Um, you can strike out as many guys as you want if you're letting up that many runs and you're letting up a 316 batting average to your uh, opponents. It's It's not beautiful. It's not pretty. Um, especially since, you know, we need those relievers to be as consistent as possible. Um, besides that, most of the bullpen's been quite solid, as I talked about before. Um, you know, obviously we had that Ryan Weber hiccup. I don't know if I talked about that previously, but he had the 17 ERA in five innings pitched, you know, uh, now he obviously is not, um, pitching, uh, thankfully, but, you know, you now look into the other pieces of our pitching and Barnes, 2-7, it's okay. You know, he's, he's had himself a couple hiccups with uh, non safe situations, which I've talked about before. Not a huge fan of bringing in closers in non safe situations. Adovino has proven that he can handle that. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, obviously, again, back on a beautiful month a 6.6 six ERA, think about it, not, six point six point six six. not even a full run, um, with 15 strikeouts and in 13 innings, which is roughly a little over one strikeout an inning, but the guy's doing what he needs to do, he's only allowed one earned run, four of his, um, four of his, obviously, runs, uh, were allowed, uh, only one being earned, holding his opponents to a 255 average, um, you know, he's been a, a big staple in that bullpen. Sal um, he pitched 12 innings uh, this month. He lit up those two home runs. Uh, he had 10 walks, 14 strikeouts. But over, I'd say, the last week, he's been pretty lights out. So the month doesn't show fully for really how they did this month. Um, then you have Evoldi who had a 3RA. He's 2-2. Two two. You know, we'll take that out of him. For now, obviously, Martín Pérez two and two, but it doesn't help that he had a five four nine ERA and a three twenty one batting average allowed to his opponents, um, and four home runs, not pretty. Um, obviously, I think that my big thing for them is going to be coming up is the trade deadline. Um, I think they really need to look into a pitcher because, and if you even look at um, Eduardo Rodriguez, with a six two three ERA, um, it's it's not pretty. Obviously, you know, give him time. He'll get back into it. I think that a lot of what's going on with him is still, he's still trying to get himself into his own. Um, what's more scary, Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta. Pavetta with the 5'4 ERA and Richards with the 7'1 ERA. Um, respectfully, a 252 batting average for Pavetta and a 361 uh, batting average for uh, Richards. And then if you look at the home run numbers. Nine for Pavetta, seven for Richards it It's not pretty, obviously, their numbers are a little bit inflated, considering Pavetta pitched three games um but he lost all three. so that doesn't really matter. And you could say oh the offense, this, the offense that if you're letting up that many runs, especially when home runs alone, it's not uh not what you want to see out of your pitcher going and starting, especially after how he ended last season and how he carried himself for a little bit, Um, then if we look at a man, Josh Taylor, another guy who really this month has just been immaculate, Um, he has not a single earned run this season, I mean, sorry, this season, he has not a single earned run this month, and that would be pitching in 11 games, 11 games. He has in a 129 batting average for his opponents and a .86 whip with 15 strikeouts and only 4 hits allowed in 9 innings. Who who expected that one? Josh Taylor to step up into his own. Obviously, he didn't pitch as much as some of the other guys. Um, but still, you know, that's that's beautiful. It's another guy in the bullpen that's been able to do it. Um, even Darwinson with a 1.93 this month. Uh, with a 250 average to his opponents. Obviously, his issue so far has been, at times, he'll walk guys in situations. Uh, he's got six, which is still less than Sawamura, still less than Pavetta, starter, obviously, but still, you get my point about that one. Um, it's it's not something you always want to see, especially out of a setup man um, or a guy that's got to come in when you're, you're needing him most. Um, but really, I think that Their big move this this trade deadline needs to be to look into a starting pitcher. The bullpen's fine. The bullpen will always be up and down, obviously, because a lot of these guys aren't going to be perfect. You know, they're not all-stars all the time, but they do their job, and they do their job good. Um, But they're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. We've seen it from everybody. We've seen it from the best of the best. We saw hiccups with uh, Chapman twice. With those blown saves, he came back and you know you get back into your own. But they need to look into a starting pitcher. Whether or not they make a move to try and talk about a Max Scherzer trade, I don't know. Do we think? Speaking of the sticky stuff, do we think that he's going to be the an ace with sticky without the sticky stuff? Now, sp- sticky stuff obviously, as everyone knows, the spider tack. Um, but you know, is he? gonna be consistent outside of Washington. I love him personally, always have, but, you know, it's, you gotta be careful with it now, because look at Richards, you know, he looked good, and then they cracked down on it, and he doesn't look as good as he used to anymore, so, you know, we talked about with Cole, Cole was the same way, obviously Cole was still Cole, but, you know, his numbers went down um, in terms of strikeouts and swinging strikes, so, you know, you, you don't know where to go with it, Um, but I think that if they do look into something at the deadline, they really should look into a, um, starting pitcher. And I think the only other thing I can think of that they should possibly look into is a lefty first baseman. Um, you know, we've had our struggles trying to figure out what to do at first base. Bobby's been up and down. Um, but even long term, if you move Bobby, if you have to, um, but you know, you don't want to have a guy where, you know, he's losing at bats to, Right handed pitchers, and then you got to bring in a guy like Danny Santana, or you got to bring in a guy like uh, Marvin Gonzalez, who hasn't been hot as of late. Uh, so, you know, that would be something to consider. I'm um, trying to think about a lefty first baseman we could consider. Um, could call up the Rockies, see what the Rockies have in store, um, see if they have anything they're considering um, in terms of trades. Um, but obviously, there's some other things we could look into. Um, But I think that those are the two big things we need to do. Look into a lefty first baseman. Look into a starting pitcher. Now, speaking of starting pitchers, two big things I want to talk about before I leave this off is obviously drafts almost here. The combine's happening right now. Um, But there are two big things surrounding pitchers. Very exciting. Chris Sale has pitched against live batters at Fenway. Now, obviously, it's not exactly what you need. You, he's not going to be back just yet, but it is quite exciting to see Chris Sale back on the mound, even if it's live batters against his own team. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful sight to see. You know, if we can get him back and we're making a push for the playoffs, it would just be amazing. Absolutely amazing if he can come back and be that guy he used to be. And to add to that point, About pitchers in combine, Lighter. Jack Lighter has been absolutely astounding in the College World Series, and it is beautiful to watch. We all know that that is my absolute favorite prospect watching out for right now. Obviously, it's a little scary. A lot of the uh, different um, mock drafts have him going to Detroit, but the word around is that if Detroit doesn't take him he's fallen to us at four which would just be beautiful the two other um picks obviously that could happen would be either one of the shortstops out of high school or the top catching prospect obviously they're all young so it doesn't really make a difference but if we were to get a guy like lighter it would just be absolutely amazing um to see a guy that you know he's just he's got everything you can ask for in a pitcher Obviously, the big knock on him is that he's undersized at 6 foot tall, but it, it doesn't matter. It, it, really, he's going to do his job every time, and he's going to do it great. You know, Obviously, his teammate Kumar Rocker has had an up-and-down season in the World Series itself. He's been pretty, pretty astounding, but he'll fall a lot deeper than we're picking. So the hope is that lighter falls to us at 4. Um, I would say, honestly, my best comparison for him would be Sonny Gray. Very similar, except I don't think that, like Sonny Gray, he would fold under pressure. You know, we saw Sonny in New York really fall um, into, really, the New York fan base. And he's not the only one, not to knock Sonny Gray. He's a great pitcher. Um, But, you know, not everybody can last in a big market. We see currently Shohei Otani chose to go to Los Angeles. Yes, Los Angeles may be a big market, but the Angels aren't as big as the Dodgers. But he chose to go to the Angels instead of picking a team like the Red Sox or the Yankees. We were both in and on the race for him, and he chose to go to a smaller market. And a lot of guys are scared of the big market. And do I blame them? No, I don't blame them half the time. It's a hostile environment. Um, um Not to bring up the Yankees again. I know that somehow I do that a lot. But um, uh, Jason Dominguez, you know, he's a guy that's 18 years old now, and the sheer amount of pressure and hype on the poor kid is, it's, it's huge, you know, he's being talked about that he's going to be the next Mike Trout, you know, you don't want that much pressure on your 18-year-old prospect who hasn't even made it to AAA yet, um, you know, he, he hasn't even played in AA, uh, so it's really something that has to be looked out for, for some guys, you know, there aren't, uh, situations for certain guys that are going to work out, um, but sometimes they do, and, you know, you have guys that can pitch under that kind of pressure or, or bat under that kind of pressure even, and just some do, some don't, you know? Um, you And you hate to see it for a young kid. Like, Sonny was young. I mean, obviously, he's in his 30s now, but, you know, it really affected his career. He was young when he was with New York, and it really knocked him, you know? It knocked him for a whirl, and now he's obviously in Cincinnati. Had a great year last year. He's hurt at the moment, but, you know... He got himself a good situation. So I think that that's kind of to summarize my points about it all is, you know, you got to find your best situation, whether it be drafting guys to find the best situation for them and for you, um, whether it be to trade for guys and whether it be to sign for guys. You know, we had three perfect examples. Who do I want to see us draft? Lighter. Who do I want us to trade for? Max Scherzer. Who did we sign that was a big signing? Hunter Renfro. So it covers all three bases, uh, it covers anything that you could ask for. Um, you know, obviously not everything's going to be perfect. You know, it's a prospect. Lighter's a prospect. You never know. Um, anything can happen with these guys, and it's not to knock any of them at all. It's just sometimes things don't always work out, you know, um, to take into another sport. We'll look at a guy like um, Jamarcus Russell, you know. It's football but you know he never really did anything he was supposed to and really was one of the largest busts of all time um, and then if we look at a guy like Greg Odin who you know had his own issues with injuries and that really knocked his own career so you know it's just a it's it's a long it's a long process it's a long process for the teams. it's a long process for players but hopefully you know everything works out in the end um, so some things we have looking forward to um, we're getting really close to time for us to see really where we're at you know we got to really stick to it we're a half a game ahead of the Rays. we got to really uh stick to it and um finish out against some of these teams you know losing to the lower level teams not fun but we got to stick to it we got to stay through the season we got to finish strong drafts coming up we got to draft strong we've got a lot of guys in the minors now that there's a lot of hype around whether that be jaron duran really low would be blaze jordan but there's a lot of hype around him in that bat so you know, you got to bring in more guys like that, build up that farm system, um, hopefully avoid trading a lot of those guys. Obviously, there'll be some trades, but, you know, hopefully we can move into that. And hopefully, you know, we make some moves to the trade deadline, uh, even if they're not the guys exactly that I want or anybody else wants, you know, we just got to hope for the best. And as always, I hope you enjoy the show and I hope you enjoyed us sweeping the Yankees not once, but twice. So there we go. Start spreading the news about that.